we kind of get this tainted view, like, growing up is just like, you know, you shouldn't eat this, you shouldn't eat that to look this way, and you need to look this way and work out and eat this mm-hmm. and all that. I think that made sure that I don't have any pressure on myself, because as long as I'm eating, as long as I'm getting nutrients in my body, I'm and eating something that I'm good. Welcome back to Bloom Theory Podcast with me, your host, Jillian Choquette. And today we have Alexis Peters. I am very excited to have her on the podcast today. It's really funny because we have been friends for such a long time. I don't even remember um, when we reconnected on social media, maybe middle school or something. But we went to school together in elementary school, probably since, I don't know, maybe we were even three years old. And then Alexis kind of followed me on Twitter, I think, and then I followed her on Instagram, and I don't use Twitter anymore, so we have actually just kind of been friends on Instagram, and every so often we chat, and recently we've kind of been like chatting more, and she listened to my podcast, and so I thought it would be really fun to have her on the podcast, and Alexis is currently working as a business process manager for Anheuser-Busch, and we will talk about more of what her job entails and also about her previous studies at the University of Maryland College Park, where she got her bachelor's in nutrition and food science and a minor in Asian American studies and a citation in entrepreneurship and innovation. So we go into that, what that normally entails. I was really interested in what the minor in citation and entrepreneurship was, as well as her nutrition and food science minor or i'm sorry major also alexis loves cooking and baking and trying new food so recently she started a foodie instagram called eat with ap we talk a little bit about that and trying to get into social media and along those lines also creating content for her page and so with that let's get on with the episode with alexis Hi, Alexis. Thanks for joining the podcast today. Hi, how are you? I'm so happy to be here. I'm good. Can you start with just telling me about yourself and telling the listeners a little bit more about yourself? So, hi, I'm Alexis. Um, I'm 24 years old. Uh, I currently live in Williamsburg, Virginia. I moved here about a little under a year and a half ago um, for work. I graduated from the University of Maryland in December of 2021 um, with a degree in nutrition and food science. I also have a major, a minor in Asian American studies uh, and a certificate in entrepreneurship and innovation. Um, I moved here to work for Anheuser-Busch with their brewery trainee program. Uh, I started in January of 2022, um, was in the program for about three months, um, and then moved on to full-time employment as the process support manager there. Um, and basically, I just kind of um, uh, run shift, make sure everything on the floor is good, making sure all the techs and operators have what they need to make it to the shift. Um, I did that for about 10 months, and then I applied for an open um, promotion um, at where I am now. Um, and now I'm a business process manager for one of our production lines, so I oversee um, our keg line, and then um, part of our warehouse equipment, the palletizers, um, 
And yeah, so I've been here for 16 months now. Um, I basically moved out two weeks after graduation and I've been going ever since. Awesome. So I want to ask about the job. But first, in case anyone listening is interested in majoring in nutrition, you said it was food, nutrition and food sciences? Yes. So could you talk just a little bit about why you chose that major and in case someone is interested and kind of unsure whether they should do a major in that and what kind of jobs normally it can lead to? Yeah, sure. Um, so I love food. Um, I've been a foodie since I was a kid. Um, and I, at first I wanted to go to culinary school. I thought that was going to be the route that I wanted to go. Uh, but I realized like, uh, restaurant work is very hard. Um, it's a different kind of hard. And I don't think that I was, um, prepared and made for that. Uh, so my mom was like, you know, you're really into sciences and biology and maybe you can figure out how to mix the two. So I said, okay. So Literally my junior year of high school, I literally just Googled food and science and um, I found that there was like different programs, food science programs across the U.S. at different schools. So I did a little bit more research and um, I figured out this was kind of what I wanted to do. So a lot of my um, kind of gen ed classes um, had a bunch of like chemistry, biology, Uh, I took like cellular biology, I took um, all the chemistries, Gen Chem 1, Gen Chem 2, Orgo 1, Orgo 2, uh, Biochem. Um, so kind of once you get through those kind of like Gen Ed courses, like the second half of the major is like really like focused on like the nutrition and food science aspect. Um, I'm centered more with food science. So I took um, food chemistry, food microbiology, um what else did I take um I did food processing and safety uh I took um a product development class my last semester which was pretty cool we basically like split into groups and we had to come up with an idea and basically replicate that idea for the market and like kind of somewhat create a business plan like had to formulate like a recipe um did different taste testing things um with our class um and we had to present it at the end of the semester so that was pretty fun. Once you kind of get halfway through, like, I don't want to say the boring stuff, but like the, the orgo and the mm-hmm. <laughs> craziness, um, it gets a lot more fun, I feel like. Once I got past that, I was like, okay, this is like really what I want to do. Because I feel like sometimes when you take that science route, it's like, oh my goodness, can I make it through this? I don't know if I can. But once you get yeah. past it, it's like, okay, this is really what I want to do. And, and you get to your focus classes. So Yeah, that sounds a lot like what I took a lot of chemistry classes, which is pretty crazy because people might not think, you know, chemistry when it comes to, you know, food sciences and everything, but a lot of it is a lot of chemistry and you guys have to know the biochemical aspects of what's going on and everything. And so was there a reason why you did the entrepreneurship? Um, Was that a minor? It's like a certificate. Um, So when I, um, when I applied to University of Maryland, they were like, Hey, you should, you are um, eligible to join the Honors College if you want to. So I'm like, okay, that's great. So they had like a couple of different programs. Um, They had the program that I was in, the Entrepreneurship and Innovation Program. They had like uh, computer cybersecurity. Um, They kind of have like a arts and like humanitarian um, section. And I think one more, but I can't remember what it is. But I thought, okay, this kind of makes sense and would be like useful 
um, yeah, maybe in, later on in life. Um, I will say it was, I want to say a little bit more difficult because you have to take extra classes. Like you have to take, I think we took maybe six extra credits a semester, I think, for two years, first That's two a years. Lot. So, yeah. So yeah. like at first <laughs> I was like, I think I took the bare minimum with like my regular courses and then like the uh, the EIP classes on top of that. Um, but I mean, it was a great learning experience. I mean, we got to meet like entrepreneurs and business folks from like all different walks of life. We did a lot of like um, business plan presentations. Like I know one semester we did, um, uh, I don't want to say like international business, but like basically we had to take um, a product or like a, a raw material from a specific country um, and like figure out a product, learn how to market it and like create a business plan and present it to potential investors. And like, they weren't just like, you know, professors, like these were actual like folks who like have wow. businesses and are like well-known. So like they got to give us like real critique of what like an actual investor would say if you were to present this to them. So that was like a pretty cool experience. Um, a lot of deliverables, a lot of talking in front of people, but I definitely think it helped like for later on in life. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I learned like so much from those classes. That's awesome. That sounds really interesting. I definitely, I think if we would have been offered that at Salisbury, I would have been really interested. Did it kind of pique your interest as far as entrepreneurship? And is that one of your goals maybe is to possibly be involved in a startup or starting a company in any way or starting a small business? Yeah, I thought like um, when I, when I took those classes, I thought, you know, maybe I could own some kind of product or brand and kind of learn from that and be able to take that knowledge from that class and like possibly go my own route and create some kind of product with my food science background, but also have some kind of like business background as well. So I know that that piece can be hard, like when you kind of have like the, the science and the, the science behind things, but like maybe not all of the like business act aspects either. So I thought, okay, maybe if I have a little bit of knowledge from that aspect, I can kind of move my own way, like, by myself, rather than, like, having to, like, maybe find a partner to kind of, you know, partner with, like, I have the knowledge and you have, like, the business knowledge and put it together. So I thought having a little bit of knowledge in that aspect um, would help. And I realize now that that has kind of helped in my current job, because while I'm not, like, as hands-on with like the sciencey piece like I do a lot of like managing people and business so um maybe not on that kind of scale but to an extent that's what I do on a day-to-day -day. nice so speaking of your job what kind of like what's a typical day in your life as far as what you do for your job I know you kind of went into it a little bit so <laughs> if you don't want to go too in detail you don't have to but kind of, could you walk through like what your job title normally entails? Yeah, so my title specifically is uh, BPM or business process manager. Um, so at the brewery that I work at, we have uh, four can lines, three bottle lines, and a keg line. Um, so I'm the keg line um, and I work with the warehouse as well. Um, so a typical day, um, I would say it depends on the day. Like today was Everything was on fire today. Um, but if <laughs> it's like, a, but if it's a normal day, um, so the cake line only runs every other week. So um, 
I'm not running all the time. I kind of, if I'm not running, then I focus on like the palletizer folks. But um, if we are running, um, we're a 24 hour brewery. So we have midnight shift, which is 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. and then 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. and then 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. So I try to hit my team on all shifts. So I have three operators on the K line um, every shift when we're running. Um, so I try to hit the end of midnight. So I try to get to work by like six o'clock. Um, say hi to the guys. Um, make sure they have what they need. Ask how everything ran, like equipment wise, um, and just making sure they're good. Um, then I'll hit day shift around seven. Um, make sure they have the carryover of what happened for the next, from the previous shift. Um, and then I usually go back to my desk and kind of look at the 24-hour report of what's happened within the last 24. So um, do we have any significant breakdowns? Um, did we hit our production number for that shift? Um, were there any other issues that we need to address um, moving forward, whether it be like something that's broken, but it's not an immediate fix and we can fix it when we're down or for something that we need to take care of like right now? Um, so then I kind of prep all that information um, for our like daily nine o'clock meeting, which we have every day. Some days are quiet, like to, well, today wasn't quiet, but so basically I kind of take the time to um, work on any immediate fires, anything that needs my attention at that moment. Um, and then ultimately, like my goal is to um, improve the process in any way that I can, make sure all of my team has what they need making sure that we're hitting our numbers essentially. But today when I came in, um, Midnight's had just not had a good night. And then today um, when I got there, we were kind of like receiving the repercussions of that. Um, I didn't get to talk to them because we had other meetings this morning. Um, So I didn't get to talk to them to kind of see what was going on. So we were just kind of trying to figure it out on the fly. We had an issue with, um, we did a brand change from, um, one beer to another, and um, one of the sequencers um, didn't sequence correctly, and it started mixing the beer together, um, which is not good. Uh, <laughs> have to like not. separate everything. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, and once we kind of got through that, like their um, electrician and programmer had to like program it in their system to get it to us and make sure everything was good. Um, so I was kind of on the floor most of the day um, today, uh, but that's not a normal day, I would say. Um, but, like, my job is, is really cool. Like, I don't have to wear, like, dress pants and, like, a suit. I literally wear jeans, a T-shirt. I wear still toe boots every day. I wear a baseball cap. I wear safety glasses and earplugs every day. It's, it's, I was, nice. it's manufacturing, so it's, like, loud noises. and. Oh, true. It seems like there's so much more behind the scenes, too, that, no one would ever think like oh, accidentally yeah. mixing the beers <laughs> I would never think that that could yeah. accidentally happen yeah it's it's insane like you see I've seen so much even in just the last year and a half like I've just learned so much and I kind of appreciate any packaged beverage that I get because it's not easy to make and it's like little stuff like I I have like a, a hard cider next to me right now and mm-hmm. it's like in a bottle and I realized that the labels are crooked and I'm like why did someone put this in a case (laughs) it's like small stuff like that and it's just like it's like small stuff that you notice and like now like if I buy a product that we make somewhere like there's like um 
like a code on the the label if it's like a bottle or and mm-hmm. if, it's, if it's, there's a code on the bottom of the can as well so i can by looking at that i can see where it came from so i can see if it came from where i work or if it came from a brewery across the country or if it came from europe or canada so like that's pretty cool um to yeah see. Is, that the, is that the lot number that you see on the bottom is that the same thing as the lot number or is that different um so it depends so if it's a can you'll see like a um if you like flip it over there's like a almost like ink on it and it'll have like the date uh and then like a letter oh, okay so like and then on the bottle it'll have like a code as well but it'll have it on the side of the label um it'll say like the brewery that came from uh and then the, the date and time or the time that it was time that it was um produced and i think like the freshest before date i think oh interesting uh, little so, yeah, things that little things yeah. that i would never know yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, it's pretty cool to also, like, come home to Maryland and see products that you make, like, in a store. Like, that is pretty crazy. It's pretty cool, um, for sure. Nice. So, are you home? Are you in Maryland now? You're in Williamsburg, right? Yeah. I'm in mm-hmm. Did this job help inspire your food Instagram? So, actually, food Instagram was a whole different ball of wax. So, <laughs> I um, kind of graduated college like I had like four years of regular college and then I had like the rest of it being COVID college so that was fun um so like when I uh, moved into a part moved into an apartment my junior year I started cooking all my own food and doing all that and then um like every now and again on my like regular Instagram like I would just like post like all my meal prep stuff and my friend was like you should like get your own make your own Instagram account for that and I'm like I don't know I don't know if people will, like look at that um and she's like no you should do it so I was like you know one day I was like you know what I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it I need to figure out a name I don't know what to do and my one of my story sisters actually came up with the name um because there's a couple of Alexis's so they called me AP um and then she said like you should call it eight with AP and I was like this is perfect so when I ran I when she gave me that name I ran with it um and started like posting stuff honestly it was really just for me at first um it was like I like cooking and I want to show people mm-hmm. what I cook and it's just like it's an avocado like here you go <laughs> it's um, so catchy too the name is very catchy I like yeah it. yeah she my friend my um, first Skyra is like the she's the one to thank for that because when I when she said that I was like this is fantastic like I was going I had like for weeks and weeks and weeks trying to figure out a name and when she said that I'm like done bingo bingo um but at first it was just for me and then I realized that people kind of started to enjoy like the content so um I kind of I started posting through COVID which kind of also was like a a nice hobby throughout COVID because we couldn't really do much um and I could kind of reach people that way just um, over social media, then right. once I graduated school, um, I think, and then moved here, like, it kind of became a, like, serious, like, hobby for me. I'm definitely not an influencer in any way, shape, or form, but I really just, like, enjoyed, like, making content and, like, putting it right. out there and watching people look at it. Um, it just made me happy, so I just started to do it, and it's something that I love to do now um, when I have the time and things aren't busy at work, but 
it's just really become something for me. Like, it's great if it reaches people and people see it and people like it and watch it. Like, that's great. But it's really just for me, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I don't think people realize how social media can be such a creative outlet, too, because they just sometimes see these influencers and they think it's so simple to post pictures of what they're eating or post pictures of their outfit or something. But really, it's just capturing their creative outlet or their hobby in picture form. And that's just them sharing it, sometimes not even for the world, sometimes just for themselves. So I think it's awesome you started that. Um, what do you do you suggest? What is your suggestion for someone who might be unsure, but they want to start an Instagram like that? Like, how did you get started? Did you try to plan posts or did you really just capture what you did most days? Um, I would say at, at first it was kind of sporadic. Um, just like I cook something, so I'm just going to post. Um, but I think, um, I would say within the last year, it's been a little bit more calculated. Like I try to like, try to like post when most people are looking at their phone or most people are like, you know, having downtime and I try to post then to kind of reach more people. But I mean, um, I would say do it. Like I was afraid to do it at first because I was like, I'm not. I'm not a videographer, I'm not a photographer, like, I'm not, and, like, if you see, like, the very first, like, pictures that I took, I'm, like, mm, those are a little bit cringy, but, <laughs> like, it got better over time, and I, I, I also like to keep it um, as, like, me kind of tracking my growth as well, like, I kind of saw, like, where I started in terms of meal prepping and cooking, and then I've gotten to a point where, like, I just kind of, like, excelled in, like, being creative and like trying like new things and cooking new things I've never thought I would try um or like you know doing like braiding videos on different like products that I like Mm -hmm. um do it for yourself at least I feel like I get the most enjoyment out of it doing it for myself because I feel like there's no pressure to like post or like you know create content it's really just on your own time and your own you know will and things like that like I would say do it, um, but I would definitely say like if you if you want to do it from I guess maybe like a I don't want to say an influencer standpoint I would just kind of like I would understand that it's going to take time for sure um, like even the things that I make for myself like editing like videos on my phone and things like that I was like man this takes a long time yeah um, <laughs> it definitely so takes more it. time than you think right to get it yeah. right and I'm sure you know with the podcast like it's like okay I want to get it just right before I send it out um, or release it. So um, just know if it's like something that you want to do for in that aspect, like it's going to take time, you know, don't put pressure on yourself to kind of like, you know, put out content because I know, you know, people feel that Mm -hmm. way and people get burnt out sometimes. But um, I would suggest if you're going to do it, do it for yourself, do it, do it as something that you, you know, always wanted to do and, it brings you joy and enjoyment. Um, it shouldn't be like something that's stressful, like, oh my goodness, I have to post content this week. Like, it shouldn't be like that. Yeah. And do you think that you're going to start? Because I think you have posted before going somewhere to a favorite restaurant or something. Do you think you're going to try to mix in more of that? Because I know a lot of food foodie Instagrams, they most of the time focus on a city and then they say, okay, these are the best places in Baltimore to go for brunch or these are the best places. Do you think you're going to start doing that too? 
or are you going to try to track more your journey for meal prepping and your cooking journey or both? I would say both. Like I, I really, I, I went to Minneapolis to visit a story sister like oh, over Easter and I regret not taking like more pictures and like doing more things. Like it was really just to see her and catch up and have fun because I hadn't seen her in so long. Uh, but like next time I go, like I really want to like, kind of take in that experience and kind of show like that aspect as well kind of like what you're saying um because I think that would be really cool but like I want to kind of showcase like whether it's me cooking or me experiencing food or experiencing a new place and eating that food like I'm all for all of it um it's really just to kind of show what I enjoy and I hope that y'all enjoy it too and get something out of it and I hope that y'all like be like oh it's on her page let me go try try that spot or you know things like that so I would definitely like to encompass all of that for sure yeah I definitely love seeing when people vlog and they vlog a trip and then they do all of the places they ate during that trip or it's like we don't want to be annoying with the camera, but at the same time, I truly right. love looking back on things and seeing that I captured the memory through vlogging or through pictures or literally anything like that. <laughs> I am not annoying person with the camera being like, we need to capture this memory. Oh, yeah. Like it took everything in my power to like not like take a picture of everything that I ate. Because like usually like I always tell my friends, I said the phone eats first. So yes. I take, always take Same. a picture, always take a picture, if it looks great, take a picture, put the phone down, and then we're going to eat. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's okay, it's worth it, because whenever you post things, it looks so good, or okay. like, you, whether you make it or not, it looks yummy, so. Good, I'm glad, because sometimes, like, I'd be stressed taking these pictures. It sounds to the point <laughs> now that, like, my mom, she's like, anytime we go out to a restaurant, she's like, I need you to take the picture of me. I'm like, we just sat down. It's a nice day. Like, I'm just trying to enjoy it. She's like, yeah, take the picture. I'm like, okay, I'll take pictures. <laughs> and she's like, send me the pictures. I'm like, okay, I'll send her the pictures. So I'll send the pictures to her. Um, and then, yeah. But I, I love doing all that stuff, for sure. I wish I had done more when I was in Minneapolis. But I'm sure there's going to be more trips to come, and you can be ready and prepared this time. I've, planning your content <laughs> yeah I should have I should have planned more I should have got like one of those like not a selfie stick but those little like handheld little tripod kind of thing camera. yeah but like the handheld yeah it's okay you're living in the moment you're hanging out with your friend it's fine <laughs> that's true <laughs> that's, that's definitely definitely. <laughs> definitely the most important so <laughs> you mentioned before to me that you're starting to get back in fitness so tell me a little bit more about your fitness journey and also maybe how using your nutrition background, how you're kind of using that to be more balanced and have a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, so I I want to say I really got back into fitness after I got the job that I have now um, or the position that I have now. Um, it was a lot harder because when I was um, our process support manager, I switch shifts like every month. So I would be on day shift for a month and then on afternoon shift for a month and then on midnight shift for a month. So yes. I didn't really have a consistent schedule and trying to kind of get used to just being on that shift. And by the time you figure that out, you're on a new shift. So I didn't really have the time nor the energy to even attempt 
to go to the gym. Um, but now that I have a consistent schedule, like I'm pretty much at work no later than 6.30 at the latest 7, depending on the day. But at the latest 7, and then I kind of work until, you know, I see my afternoon shift folks, everything's good, and then I can go home. Now that I have a more consistent schedule, I've been really, like, on top of it. So I want to say I really started maybe the end of November, I think. Um, So I basically try to go to the gym four days a week. Um, I do usually Monday through Thursday, um, have off Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, Or if, like, something usually, like, once a month we have, like, Thursday Thursdays at work. So Thursdays we usually have a happy hour. So I'll either go, like, Monday, <laughs> Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday. Um, or if I work the weekends, um, I try to sneak a little bit of something in there as well. Um, but I think part of it, which has helped, one, I have a gym at work, so that's fantastic. So literally I just walk from my desk and I walk upstairs, change, and then work out and then go home. So that makes that's it great. – 20 times easier and like has no excuse to not go to the gym because it's literally right there that's amazing (laughs) Uh, so that's number one for sure um number two I think honestly like it just it makes you feel better when I tell you all the dopamine all the serotonin like it really just does wonders um like I feel amazing after I go to the gym um and I really did it for me, one, to just kind of kind of get back into just being active because I feel like when COVID hit, like, everybody was just so sedentary um, mm-hmm. and kind of, like, going through that last year and a half of COVID school of sitting in front of a computer um, or really just kind of going to school and then being at home, doing homework, all that kind of stuff. Like, I needed, I needed something to kind of... I needed something other than work and my page to kind of be an outlet for me. And I always liked being active. Like I've been active since I was a kid. Um, So I needed to find something else. And I liked going to the gym when I was like in college and at the time, but when things get busy, it's, it's not, it's on the back burner. So now that I've been able to kind of get into it, it's been like really fun. I have um, a coworker as well that we try to go to the gym every day together. So I'm sure you've seen like the snaps. Like, every day, <laughs> every day we try to go, we try to go together, um, which kind of helps with the accountability piece as well. Nice. Um, and then for my like background with like food science and nutrition, I think um, honestly, overall, I feel like my major has helped strengthen my relationship with food. Um, I feel like we kind of get this tainted view, like growing up is just like, you know, you shouldn't eat this, you shouldn't eat that to look this way. And you need to look this way and work out and eat this Mm -hmm. and all that. I think that learning so much more like on a like very, like putting everything like under a microscope basically has kind of helped me understand that like food is food. Like, there's obviously things that you should eat in moderation, things you should eat every day. But in all reality, if you don't eat, you're not going to be able to do the things that you do on a daily basis. You're not going to have the energy. You're not going to have the drive. You're going to be tired all the time. Um, You're not going to be able to function properly. Um, So I think that kind of helps me get over that just general 
stigma of like um, what someone should look like and what they should eat to get that way kind of thing. And I've kind of made sure that I don't have any pressure on myself because as long as I'm eating, as long as I'm getting nutrients in my body, I'm and eating something that I'm good. I'm not saying like, you know, I'm eating like terrible things like all the time, but it's like, okay, don't be mad at yourself if you decide to pick a pizza on the way home. Like it's right. okay. Like it's, it's yes. okay. Um, so I think in that aspect of it, that has like really helped a lot. Um, and then along with just like little stuff, like, okay, like I went to the doctor recently, she's like, you're low on iron. So I was like, okay, I've been kind of researching foods and proteins that'll help with, you know, my iron intake. Um, and then kind of like, knowing like you know what foods to go with what like okay so I need to eat more vitamin c to help absorb the iron so I need to up my vitamin c intake with that so like it's like little stuff um I'm I didn't like take like anatomy and stuff which is more of like the like hardcore nutrition dietitian route um I only took like a little bit of like nutrition nutrition but like the small things that I do know I've been trying to kind of tailor that to like and make small choices in what I like decide to make Mm-hmm. Is there a reason why you didn't want to go the route as far as nutrition, unless you still, you know, it's, I know that I think it's a master's to um, become a nutritionist. Have you ever considered that? Or is that not really the route you want to go? Um, I considered it for a minute. I think, I honestly think it's really interesting. Um, just that whole route, because I had a couple of, a lot of our class um, our classes like overlap like certain things right um, so like we did have like um, nutrition students in our classes but like towards the end of the year they got to like go a little bit in a different direction and we went the food science direction but it's definitely interesting because you learn you learn about the human body and how the human body kind of reacts to food um, and different things so I definitely think it's really interesting um, I don't know if it's kind of the route for me because I'm really more interested in the food itself rather than what it does to my body. Not saying that I'm not concerned about it, um, but I've just kind of had more of a, a fascination of like, okay, what makes that food that food? Like, how did we get from, I know this is a very simple analogy, but how did we get from a rooted potato in the ground to the French fries at McDonald's? Like, I want to know that process um, yeah. rather than, you know, if I eat this French fry, what it's going to do to my insides. Right, right. So you're thinking more macro than micro, I guess, in a way, which I know nutrition can really get into the nitty gritty of it. Um, So do you have any, since you've started working out, do you have any suggestions on, you don't have to go into the recipes if it's a recipe or anything like that, but do you have any favorite meal preps or kind of pre-workout or post-workout snacks or protein shakes do you have any suggestions? Because oh. I even need advice for that. <laughs> so my favorite, so my favorite go-to is well, I really like tropical smoothie like a lot. Um, so I try to like recreate their smoothies because one, they're expensive, and yeah. I have the energy to like. It's like really far away, so it's like it's going me going out of the way to buy an eight dollar smoothie every morning. Like, you know what's dangerous? It's it's dangerous because there's one right next to my gym. 
see that I couldn't do it because see I'd be going to the gym I get a smoothie and I mean but it's like eight dollar smoothie I'm like I can't do that so my favorite um is the peanut paradise so it has um peanut butter some kind of protein uh you can either do whey or pea um it says filtered water I think I like looked up like the recipe they had online or whatever um and it says agave, I think, in it as well. I think it might have yogurt in it too. But I've I feel it's it's not exactly the same, but I've gotten it down to where it's pretty it's pretty close. So I do um instead of filter water, I do coconut water, um, frozen bananas, uh powdered peanut butter. Uh instead of agave I use honey. Um and then I use whatever protein that I have. It's usually like plain or vanilla or something. Um, put that all together. And I even bought like little like plastic smoothie cups to like make me feel like I went and got it somewhere else. So it's like the I have experience. like experience. Yes, the experience hands down. Like I yes. it I have two drinks every day when I come in the door. It's a smoothie and some kind of coffee. So uh like every <laughs> it's all day. about the experience. All about the experience. Like so I I bought like a, a hundred pack of like plastic cups and lids and straws so I'll I make that it. in the morning I'll pour it in my little cup I love it like literally it's when I say it's an experience it's an experience and it just makes me just it's just great um but that's my probably one of my favorite go-tos in the morning so I usually do smoothie and coffee or smoothie and hot beverage tea or if it's getting warmer I'll do like iced coffee or iced tea or whatever um, and then I eat breakfast at work, eat lunch at work. Um, I'll work out, eat some kind of like protein bar or granola bar or fruit or something, and then I'll eat dinner usually. That's usually how it goes. Just because my days are usually long, like I'm up for about yeah. five o'clock today. Dang, okay. Early riser. No, it's, a it's a long day. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. Well, I hope you. I would love to see your smoothie recipe on your page if you don't have it yet on your Instagram page. I want to see like there's days where I want to film, but it's like I'd be doing it in the morning, and I'm like I I I'm, I'll have to like just make it like outside of like it being five o'clock in the morning. So yeah, I'll, maybe a I, day you don't work. Yes, the day that I don't work, I should do that. Like, cause I'm like. Because I think about it all the time. I'm like, I should, like, you know, do a smoothie. I'm like, but Alexis, you're, it's 5 o'clock in the morning, and no one's going to try to film at 5 o'clock in the morning. So I thought about doing that, but I should definitely do that for sure. Yes, I would love to see it, and maybe the measurements and everything you use, because I feel like the ratios are definitely what matters sometimes with the tropical smoothie smoothies. Yes. Yeah, the pro, the peanut protein powder, or the peanut, no, peanut powder, peanut butter powder. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, the yeah. peanut butter powder, I hear a lot of people put in their smoothies, and I haven't tried it yet. It's but good. it sounds like a key ingredient I might need to try. It's really good. Like, I've put regular peanut butter in it, and then I've put the powder, and I mean, like, I think I use PB2, I think. It has, like, a brown top on it, but, like, it's. I love it. Like, and you can put it in anything. Like, I put it in oatmeal. I put it in, I put it in all kinds of stuff. Um, and I I love it. It's so good. Any peanut butter 
allergic people need to stay away from your house. <laughs> yes, don't, don't, yes, please don't. I, I'm pretty good, though. Like, I don't eat peanut butter a whole lot other than in my smoothies and, or, like, make a peanut butter sandwich. But, like, if you are allergic to nuts, probably not. You should not. <laughs> At my <Yeah>. house. <laughs> okay, I have one last question for you, even though I don't know if I already had you prepare for this so it's okay if you can't think of anything on the fly but what are maybe your top three favorite restaurants in Williamsburg that Ooh. you would suggest to anyone visiting okay um hmm, think definitely um they have the, it's it's still a chain but mellow mushroom amazing <gasps> I love mellow mushroom so good. I know it's like a chain, but like we don't have it in Maryland. So like, I think it's fantastic. Um, lots of breweries, lots of wineries in the area. So a lot of even just like grocery stores carry a lot of the craft stuff that is made like super locally. Um, so the Mellow Mushroom here has a lot of local stuff, a lot of the, you know, like brand name stuff as well. Um, I love going there. Last time I went there, we got like a loaded, a loaded baked potato pizza it was like literally like like pizza with potatoes on it like that's fantastic yeah um, how much was, better can you get right had just carbs on carbs on carbs um tipsy bean I really love too so it's like a brunch breakfast lunch spot but they um do boozy coffees so Ooh. like they have um they have like a little bar and like a coffee bar so like they have a whole coffee menu and they give you boozy suggestions like underneath underneath it so it'll be like um I think one thing I have was like a lavender honey latte um but then it'll give you a suggestion like you can add honey liqueur you can add lavender liqueur oh, um, so it's cool. it's really cool um really good too um I think their food haven't had their food yet but the food looks really great um and then I'm trying to think um, I also like, there's this place called Taqueria Maria Bonita, and their Mexican food is fantastic. Like, I think their tortas are amazing. Their chimichangas are amazing. Everything I've had from there is good. Um, I think there's a couple locations, but there's one, like, by work. It's actually, like, attached to a hotel. It, was, it looks a little weird, but it's, like, their food's really good. Those are always uh -huh. the best places. <laughs> yeah, like, it's literally attached to, like, a comfort inn, and I'm just like, that's the, the closest but <laughs> Food is really good. Um, and then if you're into, like, cheesesteaks and just, like, hearty American food, Rick's Cheesesteak Shop is really, really good. Um, cheesesteaks, amazing. I, I haven't had anything bad from there. It just, it feels like, I don't want to, I, I don't want to say quite like you're in Philly because that's a stretch. But um, the food, like, I mean, like, the cheesesteak feels like it's, it's very, like, comfort food when you eat it. And it's like, this is. Reminds me of being at home, whether even if you're not at home, like the food's really good. A um, cheesesteak that feels like home. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I can't get it super often because it's just that good. Like, I'm just like, like, <laughs> it makes you want to hurt yourself so good. It's like, I should stop. <laughs> but it's so good. Um, and I think another one, um, Spartan Euros. Um, I also live like three minutes from William & Mary um college so like there's a lot of little like spots around but spartan euros is also really good family owns their hours are a little bit weird their hours are only from like 11 to 8 but their food is that good that they can literally stay open from 11 to 8 and wow. not be 
open on Sundays and still get a lot of business. Um, food was really good, really, really good if you're into Greek food. Well, I hope everyone wrote all that down because I'm <laughs> listening. if I ever visit, I'm going to be listening back to this and like try to visit all those places. Yeah, there's so much. When I tell you there's so much to do, like I know it is a touristy town, but like there's so much to do. Like I literally live down the street from a winery, so like I, like a half a mile. So there's a winery, tons and tons of breweries, there's meaderies. There's literally so much to explore down here other than Colonial Williamsburg and Bush Garden. Right. Well, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. This was fun. This thank you so for fun. having me. I was so excited. And fun fact, Jill and I went to elementary school together. So yes. just to put that in perspective. I cannot believe that this is like our first time connecting since what we were eight years old or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, I yeah. Now that you, oh my goodness. Now that you say that, yeah, because like, yeah, because you, cause you didn't stay for middle school. I stayed for middle school, and then I went to high school. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. That's craziness, nice. craziness. Well, before, oh, I just hit my table. <laughs> before I stop the recording, can you please tell everyone your social media handles and where they can find you? And Yes, um, I have account. to, like, write it. I look at it because I can't spell. Um, so... <laughs> My personal is Lexi Janelle's L-E-X-I underscore Janelle, J-E-N-N-E-L-L. And then my foodie Instagram is 8 with A-P, A-T-E with A-P. You can find me on Instagram. Yeah, 